Okay. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Blowersphere. Today we will be discussing the outro. Shut up! Oh my god! That's why it takes forever, isn't it? Yes. The description is three idiots in a closet. I need to ask all of you. Welcome to episode one of The Blobosphere, the official podcast of Repentino magazine, which we could pretend is just a pun on blogosphere, but we are really just obsessed with blobs. So I guess before we get started, it is in order to explain what Repentino is, and here to do that is our managing director, Alexander Farrell. So, I guess if you were to ask me where Repentino is... It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> it definitely is a mess, which again feeds into the idea of the blob. But um, if we get to the nitty gritty, we start to see Repentino as a hub for the arts. A place where anyone involved in anything art is free to come, is free to learn, and is free to submit to our magazine. Yes, that was an ad. Shameless um, self-promotion. Shameless self-promotion. There will be more of that at the end, so. So yeah, we have a yearly magazine that's published and competes in various awards for the... Columbia Scholastic Press Association. What follows then, I suppose, is an introduction to the officers. I am Ale Dios Pizarro. I am the literary, literary, literature director and... Literary device. <laughs> I'm the literature director and editor-in-chief of Repentino magazine. All the word stuff. I do all the word that stuff. That's correct. I'm Ariane. I'm the arts and design director, so I do all the pretty stuff. You do do all the pretty <laughs> and stuff. And I do all the stuff. That felt sort of shady, yeah. but... but. <laughs> Let's, I mean. not, let's not dwell on that. And just collectively, Alexander's here too. He's, he's the managing director. And just collectively, we are... Just so you can picture the conditions in which this is being recorded, all three of us are sitting in a very cramped closet with a microphone on a few boxes. The heat is killing me. Okay, so aside from temperature conditions, <laughs> um, let's move on to the actual podcast. First of all, what is this? Why are we doing this podcast? So when we conceptualized starting a podcast for Repentino as part of sort of our mission to branch out into as many of the wings of the arts as we could. So this podcast we sort of conceptualized as a dump for brain fodder, just sort of any idea that pops in and we consider worth talking about. A place to share facts about art, a place to discuss and raise questions about the art that we love. And or maybe, don't love. Yeah, and maybe not love so much. A place to share in the art we consume and create. So yeah, I guess as a whole, this podcast is, it's art. It's messy, it's wacky, it's miscellaneous, it's sort of out of the box, but it's totally passionate. And that's sort of where we're coming at with this. So the theme for today's episode is the actual theme for the magazine this year, which is the word aftermath. Um, probably a little more personal than we intended right now because yeah, we thought sure. we would be back in school by now <laughs> and it would be over, but it's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the idea for sort of exploring the word aftermath, which will be the focus of this episode, came from Miss Melanie, who is our sponsor. And Shout out to sponsor. Melanie! She's everything. She is everything. She's our mother. Um, that sounds like <laughs> we have issues. <laughs> but no, she, she kind of. Okay, so. The idea from this episode came from when Miss Melanie asked, why is there a math in aftermath? And so that is what prompted us to sort of delve into the word. Because we have no idea what why it has math. We don't, we really don't, but I obviously, doing all things words, sort of dug in, sort of investigated where it comes from etymologically. So it comes from, it's made out of two sort of particles. The first is 
after, which comes from Old English and means behind in place or later in time. And the second one, which I think, I'm guessing, is pronounced mead, and that is from Proto-Indo-European origin, and it means to cut down grass. So the first recorded use of the word aftermath is in was in the 1520s, and it was used to mean the second crop of grass planted on the same plot of land from which the first crop had already been harvested. Like sort of what came after, what you would plant after already harvesting something. So yeah, grass that comes after more grass, because that is creative. And the definition of an aftermath is the first dictionary definition that pops up is something that results or follows from an event, especially one of a disastrous or unfortunate nature. So we are going to be sort of asking questions about three main parts of that definition, mostly the word result, the word event, and the word disastrous. So our first question, an aftermath is something that results from something else. So an aftermath is a consequence. So our first question up for discussion is, can everything be understood as a result or effect of something else? Is everything a sort of aftermath? I would agree with this. I do think everything is kind of an aftermath of something else. Anything in you do or that doesn't happen. I mean, if you're bored, you watch Netflix, you go to school, and then you're tired, so you fall asleep. You don't pay attention in class, so you don't know what's happening. Even like the smallest things or even the biggest things, I do think a lot of it has to do with cause and consequence, even though it's a horrible way of looking at the world. But would you say like an aftermath is synonymous with a consequence? Like when I think Mm -hmm. of an aftermath, I think of, for example, like a barren field after like a battle or, you know, like a destroyed city after some sort of natural disaster, which we'll get into also later. But I think of like the aftermath more as... Maybe not the consequence itself. A direct result of. Uh-huh. But like sort of living in the world after something has happened. Like living in a post-consequence world. Uh-huh. Is sort of what I think of as an aftermath. But Yeah, I mean, aftermath has a very, not negative connotation, but it has like a disastrous one of like horrible things that happened. Yeah, like something of huge magnitude or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but it can be as simple as this podcast. This podcast was the aftermath of an idea we had, and so it's a it's a consequence, if we want to keep using that word, of something we thought of while skipping class in yeah. Miss Melanie's room. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the aftermath of that idea, like, hey, maybe we should start a podcast. Like, maybe people care about what we have to say. Maybe Who the aftermath... really cares about <laughs> what three people have to say <laughs> in the closet? We care. We care. Melanie cares. Um, <laughs> for the time capsule. Yeah. I guess, like, where I was getting at is maybe the aftermath isn't the podcast, but, like, if an aftermath is something you live in, maybe the aftermath of that idea won't be the actual podcast, but it'll just be, like, us sitting in a closet. Like, this is the aftermath. Like, just sort of living in a very tight, very hot space. Um, I guess we do kind of agree with that sentiment. So, second word we're going to focus on is event. So, an aftermath necessarily comes after an event. So... Must this event be of a certain magnitude? Like, what counts as an event? I mean, you already said it has to be, like, large magnitude. It has to be big, I guess. But we've also argued that it can be very small events. It has to be of significance. Yeah. I think the word is in magnitude as much as it is significance. And significance to whom, you might ask? To you. Just like, this is something that matters. This is something that kind of will cause an aftermath. Uh It also can just, like, you can ascribe significance to everything. Aftermaths are different to each person. I mean, what's significant to you might not be significant to me. It kind of just depends 
where you are and who you are and what you care about. Yeah, and that sort of leads to, I guess, an idea of like little aftermaths. So I'm the kind of person that sort of romanticizes everything mm -hmm. in the sense that I can be driving late at night and being like, I'm gonna remember this moment forever, not because it's necessarily relevant or anything, but just because it's sort of giving significance, to use your word, Alexander, to a sort of very, I guess, mundane moment. So I would agree with you. It's not about magnitude. It's more about significance. Sort of everything can be significant. Yeah, I mean, the complete opposite can happen to me when I was like seven years old or something. I went to a Katy Perry concert and I fell asleep right on the seat. I didn't even pay attention to the concert. Oh, queen. <laughs> I mean, magnitude and significance isn't the same thing. Yeah, and we've talked about sort of the idea of little aftermaths, like this podcast being the aftermath of an idea. Um, maybe like you in the kitchen baking, making a mess of yourself is an aftermath of you having a craving because that was significant to you in the moment. Um, yeah, maybe even art itself can be considered the aftermath of an idea. Which is a whole other topic. That is a whole other day. topic. <laughs> yes, that is a whole that's other true, topic. And we have to move on to our third word here, which is disastrous. So does an aftermath always have to follow something bad? What's the connotation? Or can an aftermath sort of bloom from something positive? There's most definitely a connotation with aftermath yeah. following yeah, something sure. bad. If we think about, again, why this is the theme of our magazine this year, we kind of all expected to be back in school at this point. And so it was kind of the aftermath of quarantine, the aftermath of COVID, the aftermath of this, again, I guess, major event and very significant event. I want to um, live in that world. <laughs> and we're not there yet. And so from its foundation as our theme, it did have this connotation. It is true. But then also, I guess, if we're talking about quarantine as a sort of central point here, because it was the sort of place where this theme came from, there's also, like, as much as I hate being cooped up and sort of having nothing to do and not being in school, there's a lot of very positive things that have come from me in light of this quarantine. Like, I'm friends with more people. I've gotten into, like, doing exercise. I eat better. I have more time to do my things, like writing and watching shows and just reading. So I guess maybe it did come after something disastrous but an aftermath doesn't necessarily have to be like a raised battlefield or something yeah, it can it can definitely be bittersweet okay on a follow-up question for instance we've talked about the connotation of the word itself so when someone tells you think about the aftermath of your action like what is this going to cause does that like i do feel that has a connotation of being completely negative oh yeah if someone tells you mm -hmm. like think about your consequences yeah it's not something positive usually yeah because i think an aftermath is different from a consequence in that like an aftermath implies a longer duration for example if i say something like oh the consequence of and i'm sorry to return to the battlefield it's just sort of what i think about when i think of an aftermath like oh the consequence of you like plunging a sword into that guy was he died <laughs> That's a consequence, but mm. I would say the aftermath is like, that guy never gets to go home. Like, that guy never gets to see his wife again. It's like more or less, that got dark fast. <laughs> that got dark very freaking fast. <laughs> but it's basically like, I think a consequence is something more immediate versus an aftermath is, again, like I return to this idea of a world you have to live in after something happens. That makes sense. It's not just a momentary thing, but it's sort of like what's left after and what you have to live mm. in after that happens. I mean, what would be a positive word for aftermath? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Result. I can't. I mean, mm. but a it's result more is more neutral. like, it's like a productivity sort of the result induced. Of. 
The war. The lessons you learn. Was the soldier the not The lessons returned? you learn. You hear the, that stuff all the time. The real treasure was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> um, Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it God happened. God, no. Um, <laughs> uh, I am crying. Um... I don't know. What is the opposite of an aftermath? No, okay, so if an aftermath is sort of like a bad... Not necessarily a bad, but like a reality you have to sort of cope with after mm. something has happened that has made you cope with it. What's sort of like... I don't know, like a dream, like an ideal world. Um, I mean, when I think of something positive other than aftermath, it's negative. But like, after you go to a summer camp or you, you know, attend a concert or something, like whatever you feel after is like ecstatic and like, like okay, euphoria okay. sort of I thing. I looked it up and there's various options that I would consider. Payoff? Mm, a payoff? No. A reward of sorts? That has totally positive connotations. It kind of does, but it also has like, I feel like I'm conditioned. It feels like I'm Outcome. That's neutral, I would say. Like an outcome. That's all I got. Can be a bad outcome. That's all you got? <laughs> I mean, oh, there's really? a bunch. Didn't you say a bunch? And you said three? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if you think of an aftermath as like destroying something or doing away with it, mm-hmm. like the opposite could be a sort of construction. Like yeah. an aftermath, you get to live in something you've sort of built or made better for yourself. But... I don't know. It is sort of an ambivalent word. Because as much as I would like to say that maybe there there is such a thing as a positive aftermath, like when I think of an aftermath, it makes me... Like Always using negative. the word aftermath in like a real life context just sort of like makes me feel like some medieval <laughs> sort of... I don't know. I, I don't feel like that's a word that... I think I've said that word more times in, what, the 15 minutes we've recorded right now than in like the rest of my life. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so, any other thoughts? Comments, observations, or questions? Like and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we move to the actual like and subscribe portion of this podcast, um, we would like to do the shameless self-promotion we promised at the beginning. So, we want you to think about all of these questions and all of these things that we've talked about today. Like, what's the opposite of an aftermath? If you can answer that for us, we Mm. will love you forever it's not really much incentive but please consider it (laughs) should be enough Mm -hmm. aftermath is our theme this year as we mentioned and when it comes to what it means sky's the limit you get to make up your own meaning what you consider an aftermath to yourself um we already have some really really cool submissions like a picture of an abandoned boat that's pretty clear like where that sort of aftermath sentiment comes from someone submitted some cool art of a futuristic robot maybe that's the aftermath of some like a step toward progress Ooh. but we want to know what aftermath is to you and we want you to tell us and tell us in whatever way you find it best by writing a short story by writing a poem um, by writing a song by making some art by making a film and sending us a screen cap um, anything goes and in terms of where you can submit that sort of anything email us at repentino at asf.edu.mx our email is also on our website and we will see you next time for probably entirely different content the blobosphere is a production of repentino magazine of mexico city written recorded and produced entirely by high school students the Blobosphere is hosted by Alejandra Díaz Pizarro. Cover art is by Ariano Jara, 
and our theme was created using Blob Opera by Google Arts and Culture. Sound editing is done by Melanie Hurtado, featuring music from SRO and Human Phobia. Recording is done in a small, overly cramped, sweltering hot closet. You can contact us at repentino at asf.edu.mx or via Instagram at asf underscore repentino. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.